Welcome, welcome to the first episode of Tangy Talks, where we'll be covering the world of vacation rentals, tips, tools, and trends, and some other stuff. And today, I've got to be doing it with my co-host and business partner, Victor Ferrian. Victor, how are you feeling about this? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. This is, uh, this is a great opportunity to showcase uh, a bunch of conversations that we have. Just the only difference is now that we're recording it. So I'm super excited and pumped about it. Yeah, so listeners, viewers, we'll do a quick intro so you get to know who we are. You might know us already, but for the ones that don't, uh, we are the co-owners of Tangy Management, which is a short-term and vacation rental management company. We also do long-term, but we focus on the short-term vacation rental. Right. And each of us have a unique background. So, Victor, why don't you tell me about your background first? And sure. And what makes you so unique to this space? Yeah, very much in common, Steve. We've got the hotel and hospitality background. That's where I started the career, basically managing the front of house, the bellman, the port of cashier. And then I also opened up the attache program in Doral Golf Resort as well, which was a pretty unique experience. And then 2018, we opened up uh, Tangy Management and it's been five very, very great years, I had to say. And here we are now. Yeah, man, five years and now we're doing Tangy Talks. And yeah. I would say successful years too, man. Every year yeah. showing growth, like growing and growing. Exactly. And so exactly. listeners, you, for me, similar background, I've worked in hotels my whole life, basically since I'm 18 years old. They always had that entrepreneurial itch. And that's when Victor and I first met when I started my first company, which was a sapping company I built and sold. And I had Victor as one of those amazing managers in that company. And we clicked right away as he was a young hustler coming up. And he really loved the short-term rental programs that we had there. And he took it on and built this awesome brand that we have today. So we have that unique background. A lot of people in vacation rentals, Victor, they come from, they're like realtors. Realtors, professional professions that are not necessarily hospitality. And I think that's like our unique niche, so to say. Yeah. So we talk, we hear a lot, like these realtors will come to us like, how do you do this? This person's texting me for toilet paper. I was like, yeah, that's part of hospitality and taking care of people. Exactly. Exactly. So we know that unique blend and we love what we're doing every single day. And it's just a lot of fun. The team that we're building with our housekeepers and reception team and our revenue team and our marketing team. We've just got a lot of great people. Yeah, we're us. getting bigger. We're getting bigger, stronger and our conversations every day and setting the foundation for something big and a big opportunity and, and really create a unique, a unique space in, in, in our industry. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I love doing it with you every day. And for listeners, we're going to take you on a journey. We're going to share some things that we're working on. We can't give you all of our secrets, but we'll give you a, a lot of them. And we'll give you a lot of our special sauce, especially if you're just starting out, because I know how hard it can be oh, yeah. starting in this business. Because you think it's one thing, then you get into it. And then when those doors open and those reservations start coming in, oh, yeah. a whole bunch of things change. So we'll talk about some of those things too. But first, we're going to do a couple segments in this show. And the first thing we're usually going to do is talk about what's trending, what's going on in the industry. And right now, it's a lot. And in vacation oh, yeah. rental news, there's this Florida short-term rental squeeze. Like they're starting to talk about during the heyday of the pandemic in 2020, 2021, 2022, 58.9 million overnight visitors. King has spent $13.8 billion just in Florida. And that's from the Very Oxford well. Economic Study. And the number one city in Florida that had the most vacation rentals, the most per 100,000 people. Where do you think it was? You guessed it, the 305, where we, where we have the pleasure of living and residing. Beautiful yeah. Southern Miami. 
in Miami. And we talked to a lot of owners that we did great with, right? They started in 2021. And what did they see some of these people that started in 2021? Yeah, really the owners that took on and, and brought in and invested in the space after 2020, they quickly realized that the price was so high for the purchasing price that 2021, 2022, no problem at all. Demand was high, the rates were high. And now as we start leveling out, they're seeing that squeeze is a little bit, a little tighter. So getting that mortgage, all the overhead is becoming a little bit more, more, more arduous to, to be able to, 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 to hit those levels. So that's what we're noticing. We work with our owners every month just to make sure that we're hitting the goals and we're setting those, those standards and, and that revenue for them. That's really what they want. Yeah. And if you're watching this, take a second, get on Zillow, get on realtor.com. You're going to see a lot of properties pop up. And when yes. you're going through them, if you notice that there's two towels on a bed or like nicely staged, those are usually vacation rentals. And those people gave up because they weren't able to, to make it. But we're seeing a lot of those pop up right now. Right. I feel bad for some of them. They call us and like, we don't know what to do. We bought this million dollar, $2 million home. We were crushing it last year. And now we're not getting anybody. Right. And what are some of the reasons you see out there? Is it just competition or are they just not doing things the right way? I think a little bit of both. I always say partner with a management company instead of necessarily starting on your own. I think there's a lot of benefits. We have a foundation. We have it set to make sure that right away when you turn your Airbnb on, you're right away performing. So we have those tricks. We have those initiatives. We know the algorithm algorithms that Airbnb is using. So immediately you can partner with a management company and, they, and you have the know-how instead of starting off slow, slowly by slow. So that's a, a great little tip there. And secondly, I think it's really the experience portion. We talk about this very often that our properties that don't, don't necessarily offer a great experience to guests aren't necessarily performing the greatest. So those properties that have the pools, have the backyard that is set up for an experience, for an enjoyment, for those Instagram moments, I think those not I think, I know that those are the properties that are doing the best and performing the best. Right now we're having those conversations with our owners like, hey, we have this property over here. This is how they're performing. They're doing great. Occupancy is high. Rates are high. Let's start adding that that little bit, that little touch of experience and it'll go a long way. Yeah. And listen, I was going to tell like people who are starting out, any of the people who started in 2021 and 22, they're struggling now. It's, you got to know your competition. You got to look right. who's around you. So many people think that I'm just going to open the doors. People are going to be flooding in. I'm going to be rich and getting my Ferrari and Lambo, like these dreams that some people had that they told us. Oh, uh, I think of one person in particular. At least things, it's not the case. There's a lot more competition. And when there's a lot yeah. more competition, you got to be at the top of your game. So you can't just think you're going to open up a place that you just bought in a terrible neighborhood and think people are going to enjoy being there. Exactly. You got to really look at the location, make sure they're legal, right? Victor, make sure you're doing things legally. You don't want to spend all that money and then all of a sudden get knocked on the door with permits that you need to have. Because now we're doing this in multiple cities, not just South Florida, West Coast of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, soon to be North Carolina. And every place has different rules and regulations. But look, the squeeze is on everywhere. We just right. happen to be like in the epicenter from this report. And we get to see the front lines of people crashing and burning. Luckily, we're not then. We're moving up. But get interesting. Do you think that people are going to keep getting into it or do you think people are going to start like realizing, wow, this is way harder? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think a lot of the owners, the ones that are doing it right, the ones that are in for the long run, 
they're going to see the benefits. I see a lot of, you know, properties that we discussed that don't have those, those specifics and those are going to drop off. I believe supply is going to be less. The demand is going to stay high. And those who come out on the back end are the ones that are going to come out winning. We discuss this with our owners frequently. Just be patient. This is just a wave. We know this hospitality wave. We come from hotels. We've seen it before. And it's really just coaching them and, and taking them through the, the process and, and ensuring them. It's, we're going to come out on the better end of this. We just have to be patient and do things the right way. Yeah, I think some of these properties too, what they don't realize is that they're competing directly with hotels. Like a lot of these like studios, like one bedrooms. Exactly. We tell our, what do we tell our We tell all time, eight for a two bedroom or bigger if you can, unless you're in a great hot spot that's going to crush. Exactly. Why do we tell them that, Victor? Yeah, so we don't necessarily want to compete with, with hotels. One bedrooms, one bathrooms are the most common offerings mm-hmm. for hotels. So we want to stay away, away from those. We want to look at bigger units, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, especially with the kitchen, kitchenette, accessories that don't necessarily are, are available in a hotel. And that way you differentiate yourself. And you're not necessarily not only competing with hotels, but you're also uh, going to be competing with other short-term rentals. So really what we're trying to do is just bring that competition down and, and, and really stand out. Yeah, the other thing in this report that kind of goes to that is that pricing is going up on all the expenses. So all of our expenses are going up. Insurance being the biggest one. So we want people to know, especially in this report, you don't think about like how insurance is doubling on homes and on properties and, and right. more of that. And there are other areas of the country too, like you're on the coast. So you just got to know your numbers, make sure you study up. We don't know it. Don't have to call us, but call someone in your area that specializes in this. You can use AI tools now, chat GPT others that will help you coach it through. But that's the one thing you've expensive skyrocketing. So you got to know like vendors that you can get good pricing from. Right, this report was really cool. And it's on Skip, and I'll put it in the notes of the show so you can click on it and see. But they did a great job on the support. It was just amazing to see that in the entire country, our city, that our home base is the place that everything is uh, going on. Yeah, I think so too. We have uh, Art Basel going on right now. I think we're, we're, we're in the peak of it. I know you're going to an event this afternoon. We have a lot, of, a lot of events, a lot of cool things happening in the city. And you can feel it, right? You can feel it nearing the, the Christmas and the holidays. So it's cool. I think Miami is, it's, it's going to be a staple. I love it. We'll keep it going. And if you're coming to Miami, let us know. We'd love to host you. So there are some other big news more in Florida, but this can go to anywhere in the state. There's a new law that is being proposed. And right. So I'll tell people listening, if you're in this industry, make sure you're staying up on those laws, join your local activation society. Like we're the co-chairs of favor, the Florida Alliance for Vacation Rentals first for the South Florida chapter day in Broward. And so we're always seeing these things come through and this one's unique. And so we don't know about it. We're not lawyers, but we know we see something that's a little bit off. And this is the law SB 280. This is case rental bills is proposed where if you have your own direct booking site, so like Tangy has one, a lot of companies, right? It's all about booking direct. And if you have your own direct booking website, you need to make sure that you're adding licensing and regulated activities, the public lodging establishments, the public food service libraries, which are preempted to the state, require advertising platforms to require that persons place the advertisements or listings for vacation rentals to include certain information in those advertisements or listings. And if you don't follow these rules on your websites, they can refuse to issue or renew your certifications or suspend your vacation rental licenses. So it's pretty aggressive. Right. We're not following these rules that they're proposing. So, look, do we want to do things the right way? 
Absolutely. We don't want to be the party houses in the streets. We don't want to be the companies that are destroying neighborhoods. But it gets a little scary when the government starts coming in and saying these things. What are you thinking when you hear this? You touched it on right there. We want to do things the right way. We want there to not be a gray area. I mean, it could just be black and white. We know what we need, just like Colt House. They know exactly what they need to do, what the processes are to get the permitting. And that's a good thing. That's a great thing. But it does raise your eyebrows when the city and the local municipalities have that power, that ability to say, hey, three strikes and you're out, et cetera, et cetera. Really, it's looking at these bills. I I believe it's going to be on the floor December 13th. That's when they're proposing it. So looking at these bills, seeing the pros and the cons. And if there are cons specific to you, I think a great way is emailing and sending out letters to, to the government, to Tallahassee and letting them know and expressing your thoughts on what the good part of it and what you take on it that is positive and also what is negative and could impact your business. But I think it's a step in the right way. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, make sure you just try it. Like if you send that an email, feel like you're sending it because you won't be seen or heard, but it definitely helps. And right. whether you have money or not to donate to associations, you don't have to, but you can give your time, you can go to a meeting, you can help and learn to see what's going on. Because if you think it can't happen to you, see what happened in New York City, shut down right. all of the short-term rentals. And very quickly, people who invested millions of dollars are shut Money. down. And I was trying, I was going to go to New York for the holidays and the prices of hotel rooms skyrocketed. I'm sure. Our hotel friends are very happy there, <laughs> but our vacation rental friends are That's not. So it just shows you, try to get involved. We'll be hosting events in South Florida, but look around from some local chapters in your areas and see if you can go attend because they would love to have you, I'm sure, in doing it. So they're going to be great events. And I think for the listeners that they'll take a lot out of these meetings. And we have a couple in mind that I think will be really informative. And that's really, really the game. Just being sure, making sure that you're informed, making sure that you know what's going on, what are the changes so you can stay ahead of the game. I think it's really important. Yeah. If you have any questions, especially if you're here in Florida, send us a message. We can connect you with the right people. No cost of anything. It's just, we want to connect you with the right people that can answer your questions. If you're starting or you're looking to grow and you want to do things the right way. Exactly. Send us- we have a great team at Favor with a lot of professionals that are really passionate about, yeah. about the industry. So we have a, a great team that we can connect you with if you have any questions. Yeah, shout out to Dennis who runs it. He does a tremendous job of organizing our whole state. Job. Oh, yeah. Well, Talking then. about organizing, doing things the right way. Let's get into our second part of the show is best practices. So we're going to come out here every show to try and give you a handful of best practices, whether you're just starting out or you're an experienced operator uh, that you might be able to implement. We'll give you three today. We don't want to overload you with too much information. So maybe we go back and forth, Victor. How about the first one? What's one of your best practices you would recommend to somebody? So right now, best practices necessarily, there's a bunch, but I think most, most uh, kind of the, the formidable one is the communication, right? I think having a solid, solid communication team, we've seen it, how we've taken the communication as far as slower response time to a much, much quicker time. And immediately it's changed the experience right around. Not only are we able to control the experience for the guests much more, but if there is an issue, if there is a problem, we can respond to them fairly quickly and give them a, an answer right away. We, all, we always used to do this in hotels. I don't know if you used to do this, Steve, but in the morning meetings, our, our lead, we would start the meeting and then for about a minute and a half, you would just stay quiet. We'd all look around, be like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. 
is there something going on? And then if you look at his watch, a minute 30 passed by, and you would say a minute and 30, that's how long those guests had to wait for those keys in front of their door. So for us right now, it doesn't seem like a lot uh, of time because you're working, you're doing stuff. But if the guest is waiting to get into the door, a minute and 30, that takes, that's a long time. One person, so, you're standing in a hallway or just waiting. Or imagine being outside exactly. of a spooky house for a minute, <laughs> for a much, like 10, 20 minutes night. because you don't have it set up. Exactly. Exactly. I can't imagine at one, two in the morning, a guest trying to figure out how to get in and then there's nobody there to assist them. So it's a big deal for sure. Tying that, tying that ship communication and the seamless communication between the guests and your team. So that's, I think it, it's key. Yeah. It's been a huge focus for us this year. We've seen it make a huge difference in our yeah. customer service source where you dropped it by a significant amount. But we still have a ways to go to get it to where we want it in a minute and a half, but we're getting closer and closer <laughs> to every message being answered there. But, and for listeners, you say, I only had one property. How am I going to communicate at one, three in the morning? Right. So look, if you can, like we were lucky enough to have our own receptionist in-house to handle all this 24 seven, but we hadn't right. built for that. Correct. And I think you can dabble. If you go on Fiverr or look on different websites, there's virtual assistants you can hire just to cover the time that you're sleeping or the times that maybe you have a full-time job and this is a little side hustle. So look to that, see if you can find someone to help you. It's a lot less expensive than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Someone completely in a different time zone than you mm -hmm. or you are sleeping, they are awake. So they're more available to those guests at that time. Yeah. So looking for that, it's a great first tip. My first tip to share with everybody, which I think you can all do this is get professional pictures taken of your property. I know that the iPhone, I have the iPhone 15 Pro Max, fancy, right? <laughs> but it still doesn't take as good a picture as a professional because I don't have that no. eye for detail. But I would tell you when your guests are looking to make a reservation, they look at the first five photos and they make their decision on their first five photos. And there's a lot of studies out there that show it. So if your first five photos are not your best photos change that today if you're listening to us in the car don't do it now with your home and you happen to be watching us one of our two listeners right now make that change okay make that change go through your five photos and make sure they are the best and we and victor and i sometimes debate was that our best photo to start with do we need to change it okay. you can tweak it back, back and forth because everyone has a different eye for what's the best but it's clear. Once you dial it in, we had a property, which we got them professional photos. The owner refused and the revenue took off. Immediately. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's, I love that point. That's a really good second best practice point, Steve. It's imperative. We've seen the difference from when we just started 2018. We're like, all right, you know what? We're going to save these owners a couple of uh, a couple of uh, $100 in cost. I went in there. You went in there. We were there taking our, our photos with our phones. But immediately we started noticing those professional photos go a long way, um, go a long way for the guests. And like you say, those first five photos are, are just key. A little quick note there, there's actually sites and software now that could actually rank and rate your photos, your descriptions and tell you, hey, maybe this is not rating as high as you want, to, you want it to be. Maybe tweak some things around. And I think after the show, we could probably add a couple of those, those sites on there. Those are great tools. Those are really great tools. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Get your photos done, relocation tightened up. What's number three for them, Victor? What do you got that they can take away today is tip number three. Experiences. Experiences. We, we talked about it in the beginning, but now not necessarily having that pool or having that hacky sack out there, the ping pong table, et cetera. Now we're talking about services that create experiences, services of concierge services, 
that the guests can rent their cars, rent, rent or buy tickets to, to, to concerts, have the, I know it's big here in Miami, but rent your yacht or rent your boats to go out with your group. That's a big deal. Another one that really does great for us is, is shout out Roombox. Roombox does amazing for us. Basically, it's a company that almost like a DoorDash, right? But really intended for short-term rental and hotels. Basically, what they do is the guests, just imagine yourself running late or your flight is delayed. You're with your kids in the morning. You're going to need milk. You're going to need all the essentials to have a great breakfast and start your vacation off the right way. But you're coming in at one, two in the morning. Maybe our local Publix or maybe your grocery stores are, are not open. Well, you can actually go ahead and order, pre-order that ahead of time. And the guests will get there. They'll have a nice little room box, box space. And then with all the groceries with everything you need, we give them access. We give them specialized code that they bring in the food. They set it up. They take photos. And then the guests are, are happy. And when they arrive, it's how great would it be just to arrive to your Airbnb or to your property? And immediately you have your food and everything and all of your offerings. So that's a great little, little tip there. I think it's a great one. I, what I like about Loombox too, they'll put things nicely, like label that in the fridge, set up so it looks like a true hospitality company and not just thrown in there in bags. Exactly. Exactly. So I think those are great. So for listeners, we covered a couple of things today that I think you could look at your communication. How quickly are you answering people? Second, how are you marketing your place? Are your first five pictures tight and right? Do they look good? Or are they getting people to click and book with you? And then experiences, which can be big things. I think we should go get a yacht. I would be happy to call on our vendors and do it for our mausoleum. As little as just making sure that you have what they're asking for when they get there. For sure. So there's all different ways to do this as you go on through. So great tips, especially for the first show. We'll have more for you every show. We'll get into some others. If you have any questions, feel free to write us over at info at tangymt.com. So info at, or is it info at tangymt.com. Got it. There you go. So we would love to hear you. We read them all and we would answer your questions. So the third part, we're going to work on this as our first show, we're getting in and out of things. So we're talking about, we talked about some trends, some news, we gave you some tips already, maybe some tools, right? Some people are always wondering, what are you using? Why don't we give them one thing that we've changed to? We just changed our housekeeping team and operation onto a new tool. Tell us about it, Victor. What are, you don't say what we changed from, but what are we using now and why do we like? It? Yeah. So first I, I think we'll give them one for today and we'll save the other one for next mm-hmm. week, but we are using Breezeway. So shout out um, to Breezeway. It's a great tool for scheduling your housekeeping team, your, your maintenance team. We come from hotels. We assimilate it to hot sauce, mm-hmm. which is a tool that is used a lot in hotels as well. It's great for reporting. I love the, the reporting factor of it because a lot of our, the owners and owners that we manage their properties for, they live all over the country, not necessarily here in, in South Florida. They can live outside of, outside of Florida or on another, another country altogether. So the reporting is a great way of owners being able to see what the property looks like, what we called them for. If let's say we have a couple of times that we send out personnel for a maintenance issue and it's not the first, not the second or the third time, we could set those reports and send them to the owner and say, Hey, this specific, we've had to send somebody over more than two, three times. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and see if there's a ability to either repair it, replace it or whatnot. So it's been a great tool. It's so easy and user-friendly. Our team loves it. We get a lot of it, a lot from it, but I think it's imperative as, as far as 
when you start, I think maybe 10 more properties, 10 or more properties, mm -hmm. I think good, good tool to start using it. It'll make your life much easier. Yeah. Our team likes it a lot too, right? They've been using it a ton and oh, yeah. really adjusting to it well, because sometimes it's hard to change from a tool that you know so well that we had before to a brand new tool. The housekeepers like it, the engineering team likes it, the supervisors like it, you like it. So that's, that's really like, good news. So we'll give a shout out to Jeremy Gall from Breezeway. He's the founder and CEO. I actually had him on my other podcast, The Hospitality Mentor, every Tuesday it comes out. Uh, but you can hear his interview on how he created that company and why he did. Um, so shout out to Jeremy of Breezeway as our tool of the week. I like that. That could be a, like a tool of the week. Tool of the week. Tim the Tollman Taylor over here. <laughs> We go. <laughs> All right, everybody. First episode. I can't believe it's flown by this far. We're going to keep on it. to 30 minutes uh, with you. We want to leave you wanting more and we want to make sure you pack in a lot of value as you're listening to us. I know there's so many podcast episodes out there and we want to make sure that you enjoy it, that we're giving you value. And Victor, I think our first episode in the books, man. How do you feel? I'm excited. I'm excited. Just thinking about that this morning, you just brought up Hospitality Mentor, your first show. I was, I felt lucky and privileged to be the first uh, guest in your show. And if you listen to that, to that episode, number one of hospitality mentor to what it is now, it's Crazy. incredible, mm -hmm. right? So that's what excites me. This is our first episode. We just got our, our feet wet. I can't imagine what 20, 30 episode, uh, episodes in will look like. And I think we're going to add a lot of unique twists. We're going to add a lot of tips and tools. And I think it's going to be a really good podcast and listening experience for the viewers. I think they'll take a lot out of it. I think so too. And we're going to start to do these live. So this one's recorded. We wanted to get our feet wet, making sure that we have this down properly, but I feel good. And I would love to invite all of you to start watching when we do them Fridays at 10 a.m. weekly. We're going to stick to that schedule and listen until next week, Victor. I'll talk to you soon. And listeners, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Till next week.